That's right. Said he would come down with a new style. He said, My break free from reality with me. This time around, well, you can see that there ain't nothing but you and me, and we and know it's been turtles all the way down. And that you're not real. All the way down. I'm not real. Um, time. You're really time. unreal. Time's and, uh, not a thing. By that, I mean you don't exist. Um, and God. I don't either. I, not like a thing, but time, like you're God. also God. Uh, it's complicated. We should probably start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sacred Shame. It's been a little while. Oh, wow. I missed this. This, uh, I haven't stopped podcasting. I've just been doing different ones. Something about the vibe of talking to you fine folk. Just really, it's just really grounding. It's really nice. And I'm happy to be back here. So, yeah, took a little midsummer break. Wasn't planned. Um... But life's not planned, right? Yeah, we're we're still a new show. Really, really happy with how our episodes have been going. You guys have been such a lovely, lovely audience. And welcome to all the new people that have found us, found me. It's it's super humbling. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be back with you much more regular than I have been. I've got game plan all mapped out but i would like to talk to you about you know why uh why i had to take a couple of weeks off so if you're new to the show i'm not sure the last time that i talked about the concept of of a cosmic superposition but that's one of the core principles tenets things that i trust in in my life. And the concept of that is that we are all connected, that we are all God, that we are all one. We are this infinite collective consciousness that just goes on for eternity, infinity something that we can't even really process because the life that we live here, this mortal life, is a life of, um, of limit. You know, how many hours did you pay for? How many hours is your parking meter? What day is that dentist appointment? How many years is your contract? Um, what's my prognosis? How long do I have left? And when you th- put a millennia up against infinity, you can't even really see millennia. But we're not just infinite. We are also these mortals living this life, having this experience. And that experience is also extremely important. It is actually equally as important because you are those two things at the same time. God, mortal schmuck. 
same, same. So, I know that I run a podcast that's trying to connect you with your higher self to kind of get outside of all of this mortal shenanigans that we run into on a day-to-day basis. But even I, (laughs) the great and wonderful Seamus Harvey, um, it's a struggle. It really is. And you probably know what I'm talking about. It's My guess is it's been a struggle for you too, if you're paying attention. The outpouring of violence and racism coming from our political administration and all of these murdering cops and, you know, just legions of good old boys who who feel like they've now gotten the okay to come out and be openly racist again. It's difficult. You know, it's difficult to hear negativity at all. It's something I try to avoid in my life. I go out of my way to avoid it for the most part. Uh, But sometimes it's unavoidable. And I think we're in one of those times right now where the negativity is very, uh, it's very prevalent. And it's hard, it's hard to get away from. And what that means is that sometimes, you know, because everything is everything and nothing is more important than anything else, sometimes what's going to have to be on your plate is you're going to have to really dig in and deal with some mortal shit, deal with this experience, with being here, being here now in the world that you can touch. So what that meant for me is that I started another podcast called Defund the Police. And it's pretty much the opposite of this one. Whereas this one, for the most part, is me very in touch with the fact that I just float between these realms and trying to bring you along with me and to you to see those you know, cracks right there at the edge with the rest of the universe and infinity behind. But right now, I think this is one of those, you know, all hands on deck moments for the mortal half of this superposition. And, you know, we we were on house arrest for so long, quarantine, pandemics, I've got cancer. I had a lot of stored up not being in this fight. And so what it meant for me was that I was going to use my voice and this platform to tell the police they need to do better. So I'm going to go to commercial break right now, and I am really glad to be here with you. And when I come back, I'm actually going to read uh, a, a mortal story that I wrote a while ago. It's actually part of a series, and I'll explain it. Um, I'm going to start that, and uh, I think it'll be a nice little bridge for your Cosmic Superposition podcast host, Seamus Harvey. Be right back on The Sacred Shame. 
So I have been crazy busy. Crazy busy. And and you are back here on the Sacred Chain with me, Seamus Harvey. But uh, I have not stopped since I last spoke to you all. Um, I have this new podcast. I'm actually filming a movie right now or in pre-production for a movie that's going to start filming this week. Um, making websites, writing blogs, uh, activism. It's been really nice. But a thing that I came across as I came across some old files when I was digging up my Occupy Wall Street materials. And it's from a novel that I wrote. But it's not... uh, It's a novel with a history that I'm pretty sure is just unique to me. I... Like, as I've, I've said multiple times on this show, I am a fan of, um, of most psychedelics, lots of drugs. I think that there's, there's value in them. Um, so when the first Darknet market came out, which was the Silk Road, which opened in 2011, I, that was like Mecca. It, it was everything that I wanted from that experience because working in activism... So much of the violence, you know, and which leads to death or incarceration, a lot of these problems, they sort of start from the fact that you have to skulk around to buy drugs. And, you know, cocaine or heroin, that's, uh, you know, those those aren't great choices and those are what are prevalent in a lot of the lower income societies here in the U.S., um, you know, I would make a better choice, hopefully. But, you know, psychedelics, they can have a really amazing impact on you. And the fact that there's this website and there were reviews, like eBay. It wasn't, you know, you weren't just taking the sketchy guy that your cousin's friend from work knew. That you could actually have, you know, for the first time, in my drug-using adult life, I actually uh, felt like I was getting drugs that were probably going to be safe without having to actually test them. Having a little drink here on the air. Uh, you know, just kind of chilling on a Friday night. But anyway, I didn't vent on the Silk Road. And, you know, I, I bought a lot of psychedelics, a lot of MDMA. But a thing that I found there that was really just this beautiful place was the forum. I know that probably seems weird to like go and hang out on the community of an illicit marketplace for selling drugs. But I did, and it was, it was great. The people were nice and happy and vibrant, energetic, hilarious. And it, for a couple of years, it was like my home base on the internet. So I did a thing, is that I wrote a story called Dabbling in Suicide. And I've written a lot. I've been published quite a bit uh, under many different names. 
But dabbling in suicide is kind of like, it's been my white whale. It's been the thing that I just, I knew could be great. Um, or it was the first thing that I recognized that, that characteristic in. So I'm going to read you my story of publishing Dabbling in Suicide as a serial novel. So, you know, tune in this week for this episode of, of, you know, releasing it page by page, chapter by chapter on an online drugs marketplace. And I hope you enjoy it. You know, it really brought up a lot of memories for me when I was writing this today. And then I think that I'm going to be caught up in film production for the next two weeks. So I'm probably going to make a couple of, you know, quick and dirty readings of a couple of chapters from this book. Because I think it'll actually, I think it's actually going to go real well. And I think I'll have some commentary on the stuff that I wrote. And it'll just make for a really interesting look inside Seamus Harvey's life without going all the way to, you know, shenanigans. So in 2012, the world didn't know it yet, but it was never going to be the same. But we did. The word Bitcoin was a punchline. The media had already pronounced it dead eight times. So many people with such short vision. The world didn't know the name Ross Ulbrich in that moment. He was invincible. We were invincible. And who he was, a ghost god, he was the dread pirate Roberts. And we were his undying fangirls. But while DPR was showing the world the power of a marketplace free from interference, I was entertaining the rabble with these words, dabbling in suicide. Dabbling in suicide was my white whale, the book that would taunt me my adult life my manic depressive brass ring just out of reach, giving me words that I would read and be shocked that I had written, followed by garbage for months, years, stuff that Redditors would cringe at. And when I would give up and get on with my life, she would give me a few more intoxicating chapters, just one hit more to keep me addicted. And so this was my drug in the drug marketplace that would change the world. So my innovation wasn't a hidden marketplace accessible by an onion router. It was in creating new addicts in a sea of the addicted. Addicts to these words, my words. And when they would come and said, I didn't know when or at what volume the words would come, I would dole them out slowly. Page, pages, paragraph. I laid a breadcrumb trail of this tale and put my free sample on display on the pages of the Silk Road Forum. A serial novel, not by design, but of necessity. No one even noticed it for weeks, months maybe. Time dilation is real. In a year in Bitcoin, it's at least 10 mortal years. But they came, one by one, a drop, a trickle, 
stream until the whole forum was a sea of fans for my pulp cereal made of ones and zeros. There was no schedule. Pages came when they came. And that's how you hook them. I did to them what dabbling in suicide, dabbling in suicide was doing to me. Made them crazy. How many bitcoins for two new pages? Shame. I need the update. We need the update. Strung the fuck out on my words. Given gifts without asking. Offers of travel, most of which I turned down. One dear sweet man paid my daughter's surgery bill. When I said I wouldn't be writing for a while because I needed to nine to five it a bit to pay for the doctor. I've often thought that this has got to be what only fans royalty must feel like. But all good things must come to an end. And October 2nd, 2013, the day the music stopped, DPR, the Dread Pirate Roberts, had fallen. I'd flown to Atlanta a few days early for one of the first major Bitcoin events ever. An IRL inaugural meet and greet celebration with my online only crowd. It became a wake because the captain was dead. The captain was invincible. But from his ashes, we watched an idealistic boy with a beautiful soul endure the most egregious of torments. Hello, Ross. I am so sorry for what they did to you. For what they are still doing to you. I was at I was at your sentencing when they let your mom I sorry, when they let the mom of an Australian kid who was 13 or 14 maybe who had died from an overdose. She laid her tragedy bare in front of the courtroom. Never mind that the prosecution had already acknowledged that the drugs that killed her boy were most likely not obtained from the Silk Road. I vomited in my hat. I just abandoned it under the bench in the courtroom. Know that they will build cities to you on distant worlds that have outgrown our puritanical need to pretend we can control anything at all outside ourselves. Like my vomit hat, dabbling in suicide was abandoned. The feds seized the forum and my anonymous fan base with it. I imagine a disc image of the board packed away in that warehouse from the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And nobody knows how the book ends, except me. No one. That catharsis was taken down with the server. The week before the raid, I had actually agreed to sell Dabbling in Suicide for Bitcoin to a forum OG for what would be like the gross domestic product of a mid-cap nation in today's market. I try not to think about that. Thought about it in the end of 2017, which was when Bitcoin was at its all-time high. And I almost did more than dabble in suicide. 
I've tried to release the book a few times, but the plan or the partner would feel wrong or fall apart. So I would kill it each time. Before, I hoped anybody would notice that I had tried. But someone always noticed. A search engine alarm somewhere would go off, and every time, a stranger's name with enough of an inside joke wrapped around it would find me and remind me that this topsy-turvy, twisted story of mine was good. Really fucking good. But all good things must come to an end. And that's why we're here. You're reading this, so you found it here on The Sacred Shame. But you didn't find it on a promotional campaign or on a Facebook ad, custom-tailored to your online viewing habits. You found it written on the wall of a little bathroom down one of the many alleyways of the internet that we used to revel in, but are now forgotten. But this, this is the last stand. Dabbling in suicide learns to fly here, or it's gonna flame out whenever I do. I'm in no hurry. I haven't rushed it so far, so why stop now? My life is entirely different from what it was back then. And this weird, low-key internet sampler platter Easter egg hunt is the end of my input dabbling in suicide. But I would really love to see her in print and send a copy to the captain, even if they confiscate it. So all my cards are on the table. Let's play. Shame. Shame was my form name. It's on Silk Road. And that's uh, kind of my thoughts on this book. And I, I wrote that today and I put it up on Medium. And I think, um, I think I'm going to start releasing serially that book out on Medium. And just seeing if it finds an audience again. Like I found an audience with you. Thanks for being here with me, guys. Gals. Lovely people. I'm Seamus Harvey. And this has been Sacred Shame.